Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Ladies and gentlemen of this afternoon rush hour, February 21st, 2024, it's Wednesday. That means hump day, and we are humping in jubilee. That's a weird way to put it. We're rejoicing, baby, as we receive some great information today in the Bachelor Clayton Eckerd scam paternity case we've been covering for about six or seven months now. Uh, we live streamed today. You might have been a part of it. We had a massive live stream. Record-breaking numbers of people. People tuned in to see the truth. We had a court reporter named Dana giving us all of the post information regarding Clayton Eckerd. Now, what went down today? It wasn't the evidentiary hearing. It was a chance for Clayton's attorneys to show up with Jane Doe's attorneys and find out what they're going to do with their case moving forward. As we know, Jane Doe dodged her deposition, a depot dodger, as they called them. She dodged her depot and um, Clayton went to his and the court hearing is supposed to be February 27th. Uh, 45 minutes long, but there's so much that needs to be presented uh, for the judge to be able to rule on who's going to pay this bill of this quack. Um, some might call it abuse of the court system. Well, on our live stream today, an hour and a half long, we chatted with several uh, friends of the community, namely Courtney Robertson. Absolutely love to hear her take. She lives in Scottsdale, one of the greatest Bachelor contestants of all time. And then we talked to Reality Steve, Steve Carbone, Spoiler King Steve. And of course, he's covered the story very closely. And then we actually talked to Boots on the Ground reporter Dana, who has been commissioned by our good channel here. Uh, now that we're in the Society of Professional Journalists, we wanted to hear from somebody there, uh, hear the tone of what went down. And they shared with us fascinating, fascinating information. Here's just a clip from today's uh, live stream. You can go watch the whole thing on my YouTube channel. Here's a clip of our reporter, Dana, giving us the sort of color commentary of what went down in the courthouse in Maricopa County today. Could you tell from the judge's facial reactions how she handled these responses? Judge Matta was very great at having a consistent facial expression through the whole thing. Um, I will applaud her professionalism, but it is quite clear by her actions and her words, she wants to see the facts of this and get this all sorted out. She wants the whole truth behind it. And any responses by Clayton's lawyers as she's dismissing or denying Jane's attempts? Or is this just, you know, did they keep a poker face there? Um, Zaddy has... Um, He's humorous in court, just like he is in his documents. He did a few things that kind of made me chuckle. He seemed very pleased with the rulings that the judge was making and very happy. Clayton, I felt like I could see him lightening up. At now, you have to remember, this story started by the son reporting that he was sort of a deadbeat dad, really. A, you know, claims made by Jane Doe that she was afraid he was going to harm her unborn child or children. We suppose and hypothesize that she made this whole thing up. That's the operating belief without any evidence proving the otherwise. Well, here's all the information you need to know. And you might say, oh, Dave, I haven't been covering this case. Trust me. Listen, 
We cover entertainment news over here. We cover Bachelor news. It isn't too late to jump on. I also covered Scandaval a little bit late. I had to catch up. I'm going to tell you right now, story's not going away. Being fast-tracked to a documentary, it's absolutely bogus. She still um, is uh, sort of uh, buckled down, to use horse, horse terminology, uh, bucked down or whatever. Uh, she is. Uh, she's really uh, not changing her stance, although she is conflicting herself. So here's what we learned. Clayton Eckerd, um, Jane Doe, and Greg Gillespie, and power reporter Dana were all there. No one was on Jane Doe's side of the courtroom, although there were about four people in attendance that were supporting uh, Clayton Eckerd. The motion to seal, which means make it that the public can't see this court case, was denied. The motion to dismiss was denied. The motion to extend time was approved, that being from 45 minutes to two hours. The new hearing date, which was set for February 27th, is now June 10th. I can all but guarantee that I will be there in the flesh, live reporting. Uh, just so you guys know, I actually also confirmed my stand-up date in Scottsdale, Arizona. I've got a show March 28th. Um, I believe we'll be announcing that Clayton Eckerd will be doing a Q&A uh, or a meet and greet, something like that on the show. It'll be a few days after the season finale of The Bachelor. So trust me, if you live anywhere near the uh, Arizona area or want to travel into Arizona, it's a great time of year to do it. And again, we'll be there um, you know, having laughs and sharing love and light and all the positive things that one can do. I can't promise Clayton's going to be talking about this court case since it's now not going to be ended. But if you want to support myself or Clayton, the best way is to be buying tickets to that stand-up show. And hey, who knows? Maybe I'll tape my set. So if you can't go, maybe like I'll, maybe I'll make it so that the Patreon can still go or something like that. We'll have to see. Um, anyway, the, the, here's where it gets interesting. The judge required that Jane Doe sign her HIPAA form going back to August 2020. You might remember that um, uh, Clayton's lawyer was already trying to get Jane to sign the HIPAA form, sent it multiple times, even sent Jane uh, fetal death certificates, tried to get her to fill those out, which, of which she dodged the way she dodged the deposition. Boy, she'd be good at dodgeball. Um, Ravgen also court ordered to release information. This is big. Ravgen has been the um, sort of leading uh, paternity test site that they have used. Um, it requires blood samples to determine DNA of the unborn children, the prenatal DNA. It's one of the only ways they can find out the um, who's the father before the babies are born. Some hypothesize that the reason she's claimed twins in the past is because she believed you couldn't do a paternity test before they're born. And then next thing you know, she has the miscarriage and then she can just move on with her life. Well, Clayton has called her bluff and is not letting that happen. So the judge is giving 30 days after March 1st for discovery. Why March 1st? March 1st is the deposition of Jane Doe. So that'll be a big day next week. It'll be the deposition date of Jane Doe. Local Arizona newspaper was there and also the USA Today was there. We'll have to see if tomorrow's paper involves this storyline if it does, what a good time to get national coverage. So the pregnant timeline, which was given by Jane Doe, says that in mid-November, medical treatment miscarry diagnosis claim happened. She said, they, they, they said, well, she must have miscarried a month 
earlier, a month or two earlier. November 4th, 4th court testimony, Jane Doe said she saw doc, uh, Dr. Higley the prior Friday. So email to reality, Stephen December claims she was still pregnant. So in giving this information to the court, she's also catching herself in multiple, multiple lies. I know this is complicated, folks, and I know you might say, Dave, we already know she made it up. Well, it's one thing to know she's made it up. It's another for the court system to agree on that. And look, I've said this all along. Clayton is my, he's my leading blocker. I need him to get his justice because it's only going to lead it to, to be easier for me to get justice um, as far as all the threats I've had to deal with with her. So we'll get to more comments about what actually went down, but it's fascinating. And this is why it has to be public because we need to kind of check in with our audience because there's so many different cases going on. Clearly as great as Woodnick Law has done for Clayton, there are only a couple people working on this case, right? Um, they need the help of the public to piece it all together. This is kind of like when someone goes missing and the police department say, we need everybody's help. This is one of those moments. If it weren't for the hundreds, if not thousands of people that have pieced together, oh, this must have happened or that must have, I mean, you have to remember the faulty ultrasound, the fraudulent ultrasound she claimed to be hers, it took people scouring the internet to find this random ultrasound video from seven years earlier. That is thanks to all of you out there and all of the work you have done. So I don't need Clayton to shout this from the rooftops. I know he's so grateful for all of you. I know I am as well. I want to thank everyone who joined the Patreon today to show their support. Patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Uh, we'll be back, obviously, um, to continue covering this the next time they go to court, but it might not be until June 10th. There'll be a lot going on in the meantime. Trust me on that, but that'll be the big day. Either I cover it live from Scottsdale or I patch myself in. We'll have to see how that all plays out. All right, we'll be back with more entertainment news content right after the break. I may be checking us, uh, excuse me, USA Today. I was going to say Us Weekly, the other smut rag, USA Today tomorrow. Because, and again, my final uh, fi final commentary over the Clayton Eckerd paternity scandal, but it looks like USA Today was actually in attendance in the courtroom. So very much looking forward to seeing what they have to say tomorrow regarding this case. Oh, uh, here's some news for all those people who love the show, The O.C. Remember The O.C.? This was my favorite show. Um, Misha, Misha Barton admits she and The O.C. co-star Ben McKenzie secretly dated the OC star Misha Barton says that she and co-star Ben McKenzie secretly dated on their early days of the teen drama while speaking about being only 17 years old while in an on-screen relationship with McKenzie, who was 25 at the time. Barton shared that their romance wasn't just on screen either. Oh boy. I'm sure Ben McKenzie's saying like, oh, could you not have told this story? I went into that show, A Virgin, a kid, she revealed on the Call Her Daddy podcast, acting with people older than me was a bit like, oh wow, they know what they're doing. That's going to be, that there's going to be relationships relationships on this show and you're going to need to play that part. I didn't feel really ready for that. All right. I guess I'll listen to the call her daddy episode with Misha Barton. She's now 38 and said, I was always a really late bloomer in school and I hadn't really dated. I just had no idea what I was doing. So I felt like I needed to catch up. Uh, she says, I think that kind of set things off on the wrong foot too, because it was like people hooking up on these shows and whatever. And these things happened, but we threw ourselves all into it very fast. Um, fascinating. Then when you break up and things don't work and then you see, 
each other dating other people. Notoriously, there was a lot of dating on that show and different people getting together. You know what's very interesting is um, my I have a family member who actually dated the father of Rachel Bilson who played Misha Barton's best friend on the show. And I knew this because I met Rachel Bilson when I was, I don't know, seven, eight years old. And she was probably two or three years older than me. She was like the cool older kid. But either way, Rachel Bilson, if you're listening, hi, how are you? Good to see you. All right, we got other news. Jimmy Kimmel says he's probably going to be quitting his late night gig. He says not for a few years. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Jimmy Kimmel, but I'm also not a hater. Uh, it's not the first time Jimmy Kimmel's mentioned retirement in August on Strike Force Live, the podcast he hosts. He, uh, with several fellow late night actors, Jimmy said he was intent on retiring. Here's what he had to say. Are you guys getting stir crazy? Are you ready to go back to work? Because as you know, I was very intent on retiring right around the time where the strike started. And now I realize like, oh yeah, it's kind of nice to work. I, I mean, you, you know, when you are working, you it's think one about those, not working. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things. When you're on vacation, you don't want to go back to work until you've been on vacation too long. And you're like, I actually kind of like what I do. So either way, when he retires, I don't want to say good riddance. I just, I, just, I just don't care. Good for him. Taylor Swift in the news spends the day playing tourist at Sydney Zoo ahead of Era's tour performances. I love that this is a storyline. They're literally like capturing photos of her um, from like far away you know she's in a little like short jeans skirt she's just trying to look at the orangutans leave her alone you know people are getting photos of her from far away um she's believed to have taken a particular liking to the tasmanian devils at the greater western sydney zoo which is located 40 minutes away from the city center so there she is she likes a good tasmanian devil well travis kelsey is on a private jet to sydney Taylor, baby, here I come. Travis Kelsey is on his way to see his girlfriend, Taylor Swift, in Australia. In fact, he's currently en route, and he'll be landing there bright and early, TMZ has learned. What does that cost? I mean, I know Taylor Swift is rich, but I don't think Travis Kelsey's private jet rich, right? I mean, maybe Taylor commissioned the jet. Who knows? Okay, here's what maybe happened. Maybe she was like, I'll send a jet for you because I need a jet over here. You You know what it is when you're a celebrity and you don't have your jet where you need it to be? So maybe he just hitchhiked on the jet as it kind of came to get Taylor. Who knows? Sources with direct knowledge tell us Travis is in fact aboard a private jet at the moment that's on its way to Sydney. And it looks like he's taking a similar flight path that she did when she left Vegas after the Super Bowl to get back to work in Melbourne. Here's my thought. Now, I... (laughs) Private jets seem nice if they're big enough, but some private jets are kind of small. I'd almost rather fly first class on a domestic flight than fly private jet on a small jet. I don't know why I'm even uh, sort of like wondering about the two because I don't have a private jet and I don't fly first class. So you know what? I guess it doesn't matter what I would do, but that's what he would do. And of course, uh, Garth Brooks, the strange and also legendary singer, he's a little kooky, uh, country musician Garth Brooks, says he invited Travis Kelsey to perform at his bar. Did you guys see Did you guys see Travis Kelsey's version of Friends in Low Places? Did you see him sing this? Well, it was a version, I guess. <laughs> she said it was a version. I mean, he was drunk, it was a mess. <laughs> well, first of all, it's like I loved it. I, I thought it was fantastic. And I, it blew me away because I'm sitting here watching it as it's going down, right? And I was like, I, I never expected that. But big man, I'm just telling you this. I will be a grand opening if you're that. I'll send a plane if you want to come and get another shot at the title. 
<laughs> there it is. All right. Travis Kelsey courted with a private jet by Garth Brooks. What a year for Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's weirder, me covering these stories or the fact that these stories actually exist. And how's this for a bizarre story? Bobby Altoff, remember her? She's the sort of legendary come from nowhere uh, interviewer. Uh, who just uh, gotten a, you know going through divorce with her husband after she had this bizarre interview that sent her viral with Drake? Well, she says there's a deep fake masturbation video, and she says it's not her, it's AI. Have a listen, guys. Funny story. Yesterday, I went on X, Twitter, and I saw that I was trending, and I was like, oh my god, that's that's a first. I'm trending on Twitter. You guys must really love my podcast. Wow. Uh, so I clicked it, and I was like, um, what the fuck is this? Uh, and I didn't really, like, I, I thought, like, it was a mistake or something, like, that it was, like, bots or something. I didn't realize that it was actually people believing that that was me um, until my whole team called me and were like, is this, is this real? So you guys, you guys. Anyway, not me. Sorry to disappoint but what the fuck? No. How bizarre. <laughs> you have to, what a weird time we live in. By the way, I do want to give you guys all an update on our reporter, Dana, who attended the live court hearing today. She's using the money we raised for her and she's going to take her kid out to dinner, a celebration dinner. It's a big celebration for him in unrelated news. And she said, you know what? I'm going to use that money that we sent to her uh, for her kid. To, so you know what? Good deeds, they just keep on going around, and we appreciate. By the way, she actually knocked it out of the park. She was so good at that. If you guys haven't listened to my conversation with uh, uh, with Dana, our uh, court uh, our journalist there, you're going to need to go listen to that. She just knocked it out of the park. We'll have to use her again next time we need to be in the courthouse there in Arizona. All right, folks, we'll be back with more. We'll wrap it right up right after the break. All right, you know me. We love when former contestants of The Bachelor, or any reality TV for that matter, uh, talk about how the show manipulated them. Well, we have The Bachelor's Mari, who, by the way, got a very good edit. She got what her wedding on the show and you know all of that love. She claims producers used frankenbiting technique to ensure show drama. Mari made her debut in The Bachelor back in 2021, but after being eliminated in week four, she returned for Bachelor in Paradise and ended up winning the show with Kenny. The Bachelor's Mari Pepin claimed producers taught her a trick dubbed Frankenbunny to ensure more drama. Taught her? How do they have to teach her a trick that's done in the editing room? The 27-year-old first shot to fame. Okay, what are they going to get to? Are they going to show us this uh, uh, one technique in particular called Frankenbiting, she claimed was used by producers to create more drama by exaggerating what the contestants were saying to each other. Frankenbiting is when they take little snippets of audio and they kind of like weave it together to form a sentence. And now to me, it's really obvious. But sometimes they're really good at hiding it. So they'll take part of this sentence and part of that sentence and make that the person sound like they're just putting it together. Um, the subtle technique is used more often when the camera isn't showing the contestant's mouth. Uh, exactly. Uh, that's the technique that Nick Vial used to kind of clip me out of his conversation, obviously. Um, 
Well, look, I don't really think this article, I thought it would be kind of juicy. It turns out it's not. But hey, that's the world of uh, power recapping, folks, right? Look, guys, I want to thank you. Today was a big day for us here. We only had two videos go up on the YouTube channel, the first one being the two-hour live stream. And again, we don't really live stream too often. It has to be sort of a big deal, and today was a big deal. I'll continue to live stream when we have to cover issues of grave concern like today's, because wasn't that fascinating? I mean, I honestly, you know, you know me, uh, I could take 12 minutes of content, or I should say I could take one minute of content and turn it into 12 minutes. But on today's live stream, I was getting story after story after story all dumped on my lap. And again, we were able to donate some money to our good court reporter, Dana there, who's now going to get to have a good uh, hopefully good memory with her kid as they go out to dinner. So everyone got something out of it. She said it was the most interesting court case or, you know, hearing she's ever seen. Uh, you know, a lot of times it's like, oh, so-and-so robbed me. Here's the proof, security footage, do, you know, whatever. This is a bunch of he said, she said. I'm getting comments from people going like, am I being gaslighted by her right now? It feels so weird. I'm questioning my reality. Guys, I get it. We are here committed. And by the way, as I've said before, if it comes out that Jane Doe drops this crazy information that proves she hasn't been lying, then we'll change our opinions about it. Look at Clayton as some sort of monster, but that's just not what the evidence points towards. So we wait with bated breath to see what she has to share. I'm going to share it all with you. I'm sure there'll be more coming out as we wait for maybe USA Today to cover this. I tell you what, if USA Today covers this, it might be on late night TV. If they cover it, I mean, who knows what? what's next. This case is blowing up and we are here to cover it uh, in its entirety until there's nothing left to cover. That's what we are uncovering. We are flipping every stone and every, you know, uh, DNA test and every, um, you know, fertility kit. We are flipping them all until we get down to the truth uh, because we can handle the truth. Certainly we can. All right, folks. Well, I'll be back tomorrow morning with more updates for you. I appreciate everyone. Hope you had a good day today. We are quickly approaching the weekend, one podcast episode at a time. Have a good evening and I'll talk to you later. Bye, everybody. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush. Come <laughs> on.